0: Hockey! Yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolgad, executive producer, co-host, jack-of-all-trades, Declan Goff, and yes, the at least if you're a wild fan, the off-season has begun. And it's going to be a brief one and a very busy one. For uh, Bill Guerin and the boys in St. Paul and Declan, one of the most important things we're going to be talking about into the month of July is the upcoming NHL expansion draft involving the Seattle Kraken and the fact that each team has to uh, submit in the coming month a protected list for the expansion draft, which is going to be held in, I believe it's late July. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's what we got on this. We've got, first of all, the explanation of what the options are for each team as they submit their protected list. Their options are they can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, or eight skaters, so forward or defensemen, and you still have to protect a goaltender. So I think what we should do on this show is get really geeky and in depth about what we think the wild is going to do, what path we yep. think they're going to travel as far as the protected list and also who we think is going to be on the protected list. You know, we did this during the course of the regular season a few times uh and I think in the few times that we did it we shifted our views a little bit as players um as their performances ebbed and flowed, shall I say. But um now the games are done, the decisions are going to have to be made. There's no getting a a third or fourth look at guys. So I'd like to start with you because I'm curious what you, if you were Bill Guerin yep. and you know, since he is a friend of the show, I'm sure friend you'll be sharing show. this with him. Yes. I'm sure you'll be sharing this information with Bill Guerin. Yes. I'm curious what path you would take and who you would protect if you were the Minnesota wild GM.
1: So I'm going the seven, three, one route. There was some talk, obviously earlier this season, that might be more beneficial to do the eight skater one goalie route. Um, I think with the way things are shaking mm-hmm. out right now, you go the seven three one, and for me, obviously, you have to protect Parisi and Zuccarello because they are the no movement clauses of your forwards. So I protect the following forwards in my seven three one format. Okay. I protect Zach Parisi, Matt Zuccarello, Kevin Fiala, Joel Eriksson Ek, Marcus Fellino, Nico Sturm, Jordan Greenway. Those are my seven forwards I protect. Okay, meaning. I am exposing. Well, and then actually, I'll I'll, I'll bury the lead a little bit. Bury the lead a little bit. My three defensemen are the are the three defensemen that have to do with the no movement clause. So these are just a given. So Suter, and Brody, and probably should have been more specific about that. Yep, they all have to be protected because of their no movement clauses. So uh, that that's my three defensemen, and then I'm protecting Cam Talbot. Mm -hmm. I know it might be more wiser, and there could be a better case. You maybe you should just protect Capo because he's younger. The ceiling is still could be there. Uh, At the same time. I just I don't run the risk of losing capo coccinin and and being too worried about that. It doesn't it doesn't okay. concer- it doesn't have a high level of concern. There's some concern there, but it doesn't have a high level of concern for me. So that means sure. of the players that I have protected, I'm exposing the following wild players. Matt Dumba, Carson Susi, Ryan Hartman, Capo Coccinin. Those are your notable, I guess you should say notable players that oh, are and, up for and, exposure, and Victor Rask. And, Victor and then there's Rask. another teaser.
0: There was a tease mm-hmm. made during Mackie and Judd. So write that down. Yes. Th-
1: th- those are my, that's my protected list. Now, Judd, would you like to give me my, the prediction if I am, if I'm Ron Francis and, and Bill Guerin, what do I think shakes down and, and what the wild end up giving up to the Kraken? Would you like that right now? Or would, would you, or would you like me to save what I think happens?
0: Well, first of all, I will tell you right now mm-hmm. that, your protected list and my protected list right now identical (laughs) identical now the greenway one is interesting because i i do have to admit that i thought long and hard about him like do i want to protect him or not um but here's here's why ultimately it's not that hard for me to expose dumba who who of course could be traded before the expansion draft in real life and Therefore if he's traded he'll be somebody else's problem. Here's mm-hmm. why I here's here's the difference for me between going 8 skaters and protecting Dumba and going 731 which I did too and did, did the exact same thing that you did. It's it comes down to dollars and cents. Dumba for the next 2 seasons. So 2021-22, uh, 22-23, okay? Okay. Has a 6 million dollar cap hit for each of those 2 years. Jordan Greenway for 2021-22 so the upcoming season that will start when training camps do in September I believe has a 2.1 million dollar cap hit and then he's an RFA who you have to make a decision on after that. But the point being is Dumba didn't play well enough or didn't justify to me keeping that cap hit and it's not that it's not that Greenway is yet consistent but the salary itself and the difference in the potential cap hits is enough that that made my decision easier just based on that. Sure. And so, because I have I wavered on Dumba and have for a long time, a lot. Um, but I told you during the course of the playoffs against the Golden Knights, if it's done, it's done. Like, I just can't. The payoff that I keep thinking you're going to get consistently, well, and, and it's true of Jordan, too. But the path that you think you're going to keep getting consistently from Dumba just does not come. And your blue line without him is still pretty doggone good. Like When, when the starting point is Spurgeon, who's really good, um, Brodeen, who I absolutely adore. And, and I, I, know, I know there were some struggles there, but still he's a very consistent player. And Suter is still good. Um, Dumba's inability to be consistent to me and the salary combined or why I am exposing him and deciding to protect Greenway because it saves me. It it gives me more cash to work with towards the cap, as I look to fill holes, um, and potentially to get a guy like Ian Cole back, who I don't, who who I think on and off the ice brings something special. So that's why I'm exposing Dumbo.
1: Yeah, I and that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, I. I could really see it. I think it's more likely Dumba gets moved before this expansion draft takes place, so it's one less headache for Bill Guerin. Because um, I don't think he'll just lose him for nothing. I don't think he'll just expose him necessarily. Uh, that's where I have... What, how I have this shaking down is, is a little different, and it's a little off the cusp, but I, I just... he's not, You can't protect him. There's no situation, really. Because of the movement clause of your other three defensemen, there's really no path.
0: Unless you went eight skaters. Unless you
1: went eight skaters... But i really protective, and I don't, really want, and I don't do that. want to do eight skaters.
0: Yeah, and I also think that I also think that, that the Kraken, at the end of the day, because of what Dumba's cap hit is, I wouldn't be shocked if they took Susie. Because Carson Susie, I think, is going to turn into a pretty solid defenseman. You're going to know what you're getting, um, unless you thought that you could take Dumba and spin him him yourself, which, as we just talked about, Bill Guerin might do before uh, Seattle gets their chance to do that. As far as Ryan Hartman goes, okay, signed to a new contract. I love what he's brought. I, I think that he has delivered more bang for the Wilds Buck than they ever could have expected when they signed him. Absolutely. I, I believe he I believe he had gone for the Blackhawks to the Flyers for a cup of coffee in Philadelphia for a playoff run. Uh but he's been fantastic and he's done everything that you could possibly ask. I don't think the crack can take him, do you? I just don't, I no. don't think they're going to look at that list of Dumba and Susie and Hartman and Capo and say, let's take Ryan Hartman. Hart- Hartman's
1: the least likely to be claimed of those four players. Like it's not even close. Uh, and I like Ryan Hartman a lot. Um, to your point, I think he's delivered a lot of value for the minimum amount of salary he's been paid. Um, he's, he's earned throughout his wild tenure and he's developed a nice little niche role player role. He was obviously elevated to a top role play as Kirill Kaprizov. And he probably, in theoretically probably shouldn't be, that kind of player playing with Kaprizov. That being said, I like his energy. I like what he brings. Um, and I'm not concerned exposing him because I, I would be shocked if Seattle took him.
0: All right. So you teased it. Mm-hmm. You talked about it, mm-hmm. but you didn't tell us yet. Pay off the Mackie and Judd tease on Write That Down. You have some sort of plan that's going to land Victor Rask in Phil Mackey's hometown.
1: Yes, I do. All right, so here's the Washington here's what I think happens I think uh-huh. there's going to be another there won't be as many but there'll be more under the table deals that happen with Vegas where hey we'll trade you this stuff or trade you this player so you don't take this player from expansion mm-hmm. draft okay mm-hmm. so here, here's what I think happens here's what I think happens so I think Dumba will be on the exposed list and he is open to being taken but instead, Billy Guerin calls up his old buddy, Ron Francis. They go way back. They're buddies. He's mentioned it before. They're friends.
0: Former Hartford Whaler, yeah. Ronnie Francis. A Hartford Whaler, great.
1: A lot of respect between these two. A lot of respect yeah, between these
0: former. two. Yeah,
1: Yeah. former. Yeah, yeah. So at the risk of not lose of losing Dumba for nothing, here's what Billy says to his old buddy, Ron Francis. He goes, all right, Ronnie. I think they call him Ronnie. Call him Ronnie. Ronnie, here's what we're going to do.
0: Francie.
1: I got two first round picks in, uh, in my disposal for you. I think you're going to be like, what, picks 21 and 25? They're going to be within five picks of one. Yeah, of I think it's
0: 21 and later than that, actually. Mm-hmm. But yes, correct, the Pittsburgh pick.
1: So here's what I'm going to do for you, Mr. Francis. I'll give you the second of my first round picks. You also will take Victor Rask off my hands. And you'll take Carson Susie in the expansion draft. So I'm basically saying I'm going to give you a first round pick. I'm going to give you Victor Rask, who you, Ron Francis, signed to that contract, and Bill Ryan has been talking up a storm about in the offseason that it's a misconception, and he has a lot of respect for Ron Francis who gave him that initial contract. This was a guy who scored 20, 20 former goals. And then they also take Carson Soucy from the expansion draft to give an actual, at least, a good player. So this is my prediction. Rask goes to Seattle with a first-round pick, and then the Kraken also take Carson Soucy. Therefore, you don't lose. Matt Dumba for absolutely nothing. I think that's what happens. And keep in mind this very important caveat that, yes, I don't want to be in the position of sacrificing draft picks, but if it frees up $8 million and Victor Rask for the 25th, 26th overall pick, I I can hear that deal. So that's what I do. That's what I do. And, and, And I know Michael Russo hinted at this in his athletic blog as well. I want this on the record. Michael Russo is a friend of the show. Him and I talk every once in a while. I thought about this before I read the article. I thought about this idea before I read the... And is and thinking of it too. Just great minds thinking alike. I, I'm not throwing Russo under the bus. I'm just telling you, Victor Rask in a first to Seattle, and then they take Carson Susie. That's what I think goes down.
0: All right. A Judd's hockey show, write this down. Write that down, okay? Okay. You take what you just said, and I will give you my prediction. Okay. Because I don't think... I don't think that Bill Garen's going to part with either first-round pick. I think he... Values the ability to continue to build the system. I think before the expansion draft, he trades Dumba for less than we think. Like, I think our perception is, oh, you're tra- taking Dumba to the market. You're going to get a ton for it. You know, you're going to get, he's Brent Burns all over again. You're going to get more. Uh, I think he trades Dumba. He doesn't get back as much as as we expect him to, but he still gets back something which beats zero return from the Kraken. All right. I think he that I think the Kraken then takes Susie. I don't think Rask. Like I I like this idea, but I don't think I don't believe Bill Guerin is going to trade a trade a first round draft pick. And I know that they have two, so there's a case to be made that the Pittsburgh pick is later and not as attractive. But I think this team has done, for the first time in a long time, a really good job scouting guys yeah. and and they are they have replenished a farm system that a few years back was basically barren. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Bill Guerin is going to get in the habit of trading first-round picks. So I think he trades Dumba. He keeps the first-round pick that they got in the Pittsburgh Zucker trade. And Carson Susie, who to me is like an expansion staple guy, because he'll be good there, and <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, nice he'll, he'll, he'll be top four there. He, uh, he gets taken, and, and the Wild privately goes away happy. That's my guess, Um, because I also think the I think the Garen administration, if I may call it that, uh, I think the Garen administration has enough confidence in itself to find talent in the draft that they value first round picks more than the Fletcher administration seems.
1: Yes. But I mean, I,
0: I like your prediction. Write both of those down. And see if i either one of us comes close to being right,
1: okay I think we're clear- I do like your prediction I think we're clearly like, good, uh, uh on the same page that Carson Susie seems like the most likely one to take, or there's some type of behind the door deal or situation where the Dumba acquisition is heightened to not lose him for nothing, and to yes. your point of I don't think it's just you and I having a higher perception and wild fans too of Matt Dumba's market on the trade, but I think it's the league's perception. I I don't think the league truly values him as much as we do. And that's not, and, and they don't. We're, 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 right. we're in lockstep there, but the yep. legal, I think, I think there is a misconception that the league does not value him as highly regarded as a lot of us think he should. And, and look, to be honest, a lot of that has to do with his pectoral injury um, I still think he's a dangerous, dynamic player. Most teams would love him on their top unit. Most teams would love him on their top power play point. But at the same time, you make $6 million, and the goal output has not been the same since the Peck injury. So I, I I would be pretty shocked. My, my biggest thing with this expansion draft is if you can get Victor Rask off your hands, you can get Matt Dumba off your hands, all of a sudden, Judd, that $22 million that the Wild had to play with right now Mm-hmm. That turns into ten more million dollars. That turns down to thirty-two. Yeah.
0: And I, look, and that's look, huge. The Rask thing. The, the Rask thing would be nice. I just don't think Garin's going to trade first-round picks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I believe the but Wild. Yes, I have, love the. I, I yeah. love the idea. I anything to get rid of Victor Rask. I am going to approve of. I am not going to complain. <laughs>
1: um, I believe the Wild have the most picks within the first ninety. I think they have five, five select or five or six yes. selections. And in the I first. think they're going to be
0: aggressively trying to they. They've done a really good job in the last two or three years now of of actually getting depth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which they did not do for I, – I mean, God bless them. Chuck's chasing of a Stanley Cup championship, which, of course, the team didn't come close to, cost them a lot of draft picks. I, I mean, Chuck was Chuck was throwing in draft picks like it was going out of style for a while <laughs> he there. He did. And, and I appreciate the aggressiveness at, at the time. Unfortunately, it didn't come close to working. But it also got to a point where – in the rankings of the prospects in, in farm systems throughout teams in the league, the wild was awful for a while. Yep. And now it doesn't look like that.
1: Yeah. The, the Wild's prospects are, are now coming up for the first time. And, um, and, and they got a lot of pieces at play. I'm I'm This is gonna be a fun summer. I really think it's going to be a fun summer. Oh,
0: it's going to be a great summer. You, are you kidding? Yeah. It's going to be quick too.
1: And you and I have, have other off season topics. I know we're, we're going to get into on other future episodes on possible trade candidates centers. You want to target, you know, you and I have already broached the thought, thought um, much my chagrin of Kevin Fiala possibly being on the move to get you that piece. We'll save that nugget probably for a later day, but at the same time, it, it's going to be a fun summer, dude. This is going to yes. be probably the most fun uh, off-season in Wild for the Wild since the Frise Suter era.
0: Right, because they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like they're building. They're the um, I, I want to talk about the decision that we both made, which I believe shifted from the first time that we did ex- our uh, own expansion protection list for the Wild. At goaltender, because I believe we both initially early on said Capo, Yeah, we And did. Cam was good, and but uh, Cam Talbot showed you so much, in my opinion, late in the season, and then especially the playoffs, where he was, for the most part, fantastic. My concern would be if you don't protect him, Seattle takes him and tries to flip him at some point, because that would be my worry, is, is that – the Kraken would take him and try and make a move eventually with him. Uh because he showed enough in the playoffs where it was impressive. If they take Capo, that's a tough break. But here's the difference. And here's where here's where the price of poker to me has changed. The Wild should be really competitive this coming season. Like this this is no this, you know what? This was fun. And, and certainly. In the pandemic-shortened season decks, they had unexpected success, which was a lot of fun, right? And the playoff appearance was fun, disappointing, but, I mean, heck, they're down 3-1. They won two games. They forced a a seventh-and-deciding game. All that's great. But when they start training camp in 2021-22, there's going to be an expectation this team is successful. Like, it's not going to be like, I hope they can make the playoffs. Oh, my goodness, they made the playoffs easily. It's going to be... (laughs) They're going back to the Central Division. The expectation is going to be playoff berth. And again, we're, we're we're now to the point where the expectation, decks is going to be playoff berth, and it's going to be playoff run. Like, at some point in time, this franchise has to make a playoff run, right? That's true. That's not unfair to say. No. It's not like, I hope they can get to the first round again, but then they're going yeah. to get waxed. Um, we are we are now entering the territory if they can do what they need to at the center position with Kaprizov and you know Fiala let's just assume he's back now this team has the ability to make a playoff run and I'm, and by run I don't mean late first round I mean conference finals. Conference finals. so yes that so that, that that being said can't tell but becomes a very important part of this team because you have to have a guy who's experienced in goal and has shown himself to be that guy. And and I thought Cam Talbot did a lot of things that prove to me this past season that he has the potential to be that guy. So I have shifted my expectation and thought process on Cam Talbot and Kapokokkanen based on that, based on the fact that nobody should be happy if as the season approaches next fall, we're saying man, it's going to be fun again, right? No, it should be fun. It needs to be fun. And it needs to be, and there needs to be a realistic anticipation that when you have 97 on the ice, you can make a playoff run. And of course, we all know one of the most important things to a playoff run, as we're seeing again, is goaltending.
1: Yep. And... Look, uh, uh, Capo could turn into Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper's carved out a nice career now. Darcy Kemper's a pretty capable goaltender. Is he like a maybe solidified... a goaltender for
0: the World Championship gold medal winning team that started 0-3, Declan.
1: That's right. Um, he
0: was playing in the Worlds.
1: Is he a solidified 1A? Like a number, true, true number one? Uh, maybe. Debatable. You your, can... point, your,
0: your point's spot on. You can't take the chance. Yeah. It, like I'm with you. I'm with you in lockstep here. I, you can't take the chance. Um
1: but at the same time if, if Talbot has solidified things for the next few years, you have at least a decent shot that is it is it Mason Jones or, or um Martin Jones. Martin uh, not Martin Jones. They're they're they're, they're San Jose. the the Wilds goaltending prospect oh, who, sorry, I okay. who I, who, who I can't who I can't think guy. of. No, not, my, I want nothing to do with I, Martin, I you Jones. Were about Martin
0: Jones. I was gonna say don't do drugs I, during I, no no show. no
1: no no. I would I would never I uh, would never do such a thing. The, like basically the, the Wild's goaltending for right now is fixed. I, I'm not saying that Cam Talbot in this at 31 is going to be playing out of his mind into his mid to late 30s through the duration of his contract. But at the same time, you you have your goaltending figured out right now, and that's a good thing. Um, so I I'm not too concerned of losing Capo Kakhnen because I know I'm getting in Cam Talbot, and if then. If you answer, well, who backs up Cam Talbot? You find a backup goaltender. Finding a backup goaltender Correct. is the easiest thing to do, so th- that wouldn't be an issue for the Wild. So if they lose Capo, if they end up losing Capo Kakinen, I don't think it's going to be him. But if they do, I'm I'm not losing sleep over that. I'm not losing sleep over that because I'm I'm trying to get this team over the hump and being yes. concerned about losing a 24 year old potentially down the road, two or three years from now, your next goalie one A. Well, right. n- now you're. You're subtracting the process of what you're trying to get to, and, and you're splitting hairs. And, and unfortunately, too, with, with a lot of sports, you can't have it all these ways. You know, like a lot of people like Matt Dumba, you might lose him this summer. A lot of people like Nino Grandlin and Coyle, you lost them. Like that's just that, that I, you get gravitation, you get fan interest in players, and that's totally okay. That's what that's what being a sports fan is all about. But there's also a harsh reality of this business that most likely your favorite player is going to play for another team. That's just kind of how it
0: goes. Yeah. And Capo, who. I- I like a lot, and, and when given an opportunity this past season, I thought played really well, the issue is the message to the locker room can't be, we think he's good. Like Talbot's a known commodity, right? And and if Kapo gets taken, you are going to have to go out probably and find a goaltender that you trust because backup goaltenders now are far more important than they were 25, 30 years ago. But that being said, my message to the locker room can't be, well, yeah, we lost Cam, but hopefully, Capo, fingers crossed, right? So anyway, um, I don't think my list is going to change. I doubt it. I And I don't think Parisi or Suter, Zuccarello, I don't know. I don't think Parisi or Suter are going to waive their no-move clauses to be unprotected, which would help you a ton. Uh, but you know what? One of my biggest storylines or points of in, in interest for the coming months before the season starts is Parisi. And like, where is that relationship at? Because Bill Guerin in his season-ending press conference decks talked about it and, you know, was open open publicly towards Zach returning. And right. maybe Zach can come back. And Dex. I just don't see. And I know a buyout hurts. Like, I know it, it hurts and it puts you financially and cap-wise, especially with the potential for a uh, Uh, flat cap for five years in a bit of a bind but i just don't see internally how you bring zach back Mm -mm. and i know that they could but here's the thing okay if you bring him back and he agrees to come back and he agrees to be a good sport and i mean this is a guy who has power as long as he's here in that locker room with his teammates zach parisi is a name like he's a big deal um, if he agrees to come back, Declan, I think you have to almost promise him third-line playing time consistently because, like, let's say he's like, you know what, all is forgiven, which I don't think I he know. will. Yeah. But let's say, but let's just play this hypothetical out, okay? So he's like, you know what, I didn't like it, I was really embarrassed, didn't appreciate it, but I'll come back. And they're like, you are our third-line left-winger, Zach Parisi. And he's like, okay, that's cool. They scratched him for the playoffs. They scratched him consistently late in the regular season. That, to me, points to, and by the way, before that, fourth line. So that points to me towards, I don't know, January, December, right? It's all, all of a sudden like, you know, Zach, we're going to put you on the fourth line. And then it's going to be, you know, Zach, why don't you spend a couple of games in the press box? And that's where it goes sideways. And that's where I think we need to, in fairness to the situation, talk about chemistry. Um, the chemistry... In any sports important. The chemistry in hockey can be hugely important. And it's certainly a lack of that chemistry caused some problems between between the old young group of Zucker and Coyle, Grandland and the Prezies and Suitors and Stalls. So I don't see how if you're Bill Guerin and you totally get the importance of chemistry, how you would be willing to take that chance with a team that's expected to be good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't see a path towards Zach being back, and I actually see, worst case, Garen having to swallow very hard and write the check yep. to, buy, to buy Zach out. I don't know how you get around it. I don't know unless you can promise Zach he's going to play every game and be third line, because the second he gets scratched again, you got real issues.
1: Here's my uh, three, three most likely outcomes when it comes to Zach Breezy. I think buyout's number one. I think buyout's the most likely option.
0: Yes, and um, it's probably the least. Attra- it might be the, least, the least attractive. attractive. I, yeah. But I'm with you. Most likely situations,
1: I, right. he's bought out. Uh, yep. Number two, it's he's traded because okay. you, you can probably trade him, but then you also take on most likely a bad contract. You're still then also taking on money. I well, just and and here's and if he retires early with that new team, the wow get caught with casualties. And,
0: Here's my question that that was brought up by a person I've been talking to in the past couple of days. That's a really good point. Okay. At one time, he waived the no-move clause for a trade to the Islanders at the deadline a year ago, March, right? Yep. But after after he feels that you screwed him, Mm -hmm. there's a chance he's going to say, no. Right. I'm not going to waive it. Right. I'm not going to help you like this. This becomes either I come back and potentially make your life miserable or you buy me out. Yep. Cause that's what he wants. Yep. He wants to be bought out.
1: So, so that's why I think he most likely gets bought out either is traded. And then the third option. Yeah. He's on the roster opening night. Basically what I'm saying is, yeah, I, I don't see any path where he's on the wilds roster opening night at this point, he can say all the nice things. Um, Garen can, Give us some executive speech there. That's okay. And again, I don't care that he scored some goals in the playoff series. And I don't want to ever go back to a point where if he played in games one, two, or three, maybe the wild win. You push the team to game seven. You push them to a seventh game. And they were a better team. That is why you lost. The refs weren't working against you. You couldn't score a goal. Your superstar was shut out. Not because Zach Parise was scratched for the first three games. Move along, people. Move along. Well,
0: but the other thing, too, is if Zach Zach hadn't been scratched, he's not effective in those last three or four games he played in four games, right? Yeah. Because he is worn out. Look at Zach Parise. All you have to do, look at his game log, hockeyreference.com. Great website. Look at his game log when he came back from his COVID hiatus. Mm Mm-hmm. he's effective immediately like he got back in boom you know boom 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 Zach Parisi's back right look at the nine games before they started to scratch him at the end of the regular season no points why because he's older he wears down and he's not fast enough so the weirdest thing is getting him back when they did in the playoffs actually helped him a ton because of the respite right so yeah this whole thing of well if Zach had been playing the whole time and, and look, I don't, I like the guy. And there was a time, you know, Zach Parisi in the last four games against the Golden Knights played like he did at times, at times when he was a younger, really effective player because he still has skills. But we're talking about a guy that wears down now and yeah. he has been beaten to hell. Like I'll, I keep going back to that. This is not a, a condemnation of Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi's career has been made largely because one he's a very good player or was a very good player and two he works his ass off and he gets beat up he goes to the front of the net gets his ass kicked goes to the corners gets his ass kicked right it catches up to you he's 36 i believe now he'll be 37 uh at some point in time i think over the summer so that's the point that's the point but i just don't see how this ends with him back here because Bill Guerin would basically be taking a potential can of gasoline to the (laughs) locker room and lighting a match. And you don't know what's going to happen. So it's just very important to me that you stabilize things for guys like Fiala and Kaprizov and that group. And you need to get away from the old school wild, which was a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff, shall we say. Yep. Final thoughts. You got uh, anything else
1: for me? Yeah. Well, you know, just really quickly as we, as we wrap up here, uh, you know, you, you sent a prep note to me. Would you like me to amend? You asked me if I wanted to amend my Stanley cup pick. I don't know what you're talking. My aisles are a game away from going to the Eastern. Co- That's what I me, gave it. The no, top I was
0: that note was to both of us, Declan. That my, was not to both of us. Do we want to amend our Stanley cup? Picks? No,
1: no. My, my aisles I are. Pick sitting, Colorado. I my, pick Colorado. You're yep. in trouble. My aisles are p- sitting pretty. Oh, and it is, it is. Uh, and some wild fans. Out to my guy Ben Remington, he pointed this out, former of Giles and the goalie. How many Wild fans are now actively rooting against Vegas because they got beat? When now they're rooting for Colorado, who Wild Yay. fans you can probably make the case it is their most hated rival. It it's to me as a puppet master of just watching this unfold. It's it's hilarious to me, like just the, the the identity of watching and what I think are two really fun teams in Vegas and Colorado. Like I, it's a no lose situation. Like I don't care who wins that series. Cause it's a fun series. It's I, I'm just Great enjoying period. it. And I'm Great not, I'm not looking team. at it as, as a, uh, Oh God, I hope Colorado just sticks it to them. Or I like, like what the hell? Like what you, you lost to a better team. That's what happened. You just lost to a better team. And, and there's no well, shame in admitting that it's, it's, it's hilarious to me.
0: And so you're, you're going to have both those teams in the Western conference next year the ABS will be back in the central with yep. the wild the golden knights will be in the west but still if you are a wild fan this series is great to watch it is but but watch it closely because this is what you're going to have to beat mm-hmm. and i'm going to tell you right now as you're currently constructed you don't have the speed you don't. and and and, and as was pointed out by I believe it was Nick terahar on Twitter, buddy, and man. I was thinking the exact same thing. And Nick is very Nick is very observant. He's very good, um but he hit he hit it right on the head with this observation. When we say speed, don't just watch the skating because that's phenomenal too. I mean, Kale McCarr, McKinnon, it's great. Watch the puck movement. Watch how quickly these guys move the puck. The passing is precision based. Um that's the thing to me. Like watch a wild game and then watch an Avs or Golden Knights game when they're really flying and look at the look at what they can do as far as as not just individuals in zone entries which is impressive yep. by itself. Yep. But watch the actual puck movement through the neutral zone. That's what you got to get to. And exactly. look, Prescov can do it, Fiala I think, but when we talk about a center when we talk about ability to move the puck, that's what makes this. The overall speed is what blows me away about watching the Golden Knights and Abs.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's been it's been a fun playoffs, honestly. It's the, all the postseason matchups for the most part. I think Montreal. Ooh, that, I think Montreal's going to get hell?
0: absolutely cooked by by Colorado or the Golden Knights. Don't you?
1: Yes, I do. I. Like, do. I, I don't I think see that, how I they think can. that train runs out of They chaos.
0: basically play four defensemen and mm. and. This is, this is basically such an indictment of Canada. The North Division stunk. Mm-hmm. Like, they scored a ton of goals and played some fun games.
1: Yep, no, it's bad. But,
0: my God. I, <laughs> but, and how do you, you know, the Edmonton Oilers were swept by the Jets who were swept by the Canadians. Yeah. The Maple Leafs lost. How do, how do the Edmonton Oilers with McDavid and Dryas, how do you get swept? I know, dude. How do you get swept? Not and good. look, Montreal, God bless them. They ain't exactly fast. No, 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 no. And Eric Stahl, who, by the way, got traded by Buffalo to Montreal and did not play well, has been a really solid fourth-line player in the playoffs for the Canadians. Watch Eric Stahl skate, though. I mean, it is sundial time. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um, All right. That's it. For us, we'll be back, what, a couple weeks? Yeah, well, maybe week? maybe next week
1: what, or a couple what's weeks. What's the plan back? on,
0: Judd? You, well, you, you're the executive producer. Yeah, you're yeah, I'll, You know
1: what? I'll, uh, let, me, let me gather with my executives in the boardroom, and I'll, I'll figure out what, oh, yeah. what's what's the best. All, all the executives yeah, Declan yeah, one, 1 and Declan 2.
0: Yeah. Declan 1 and Declan 2. All right, Judd's Hockey Show, do your thing. Pass, shoot, score.
1: He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA,
0: to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.